Wow, Whole Heart, awesome song. It's one of my favorites, still in my top three, I think. I hope that worship music was an encouragement to you. I hope it helped you take your eyes off your circumstances and put them on God. That's just such an amazing thing that happens during worship. We're about to jump into another message in our series, Unstoppable. Would you just join me in prayer before we, we start? Dear God, we thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for the cross. Help us to have an unstoppable faith, to live unstoppable lives. Help us, help us to be an unstoppable church as we build our lives and this place and who we are on you. You are our rock and our hiding place. Thank you for everything that you're going to do in, in and through your word and the worship today, through this service. We ask that you just change us and help us see you more clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. We're jumping into our next talk in the Unstoppable series, and in case you have forgotten, this series, it's about us as a church, but it's also about you as a person. It's unstoppable based off of when Jesus told Peter, like, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell can't overcome it. Like, this church, my church, my people, when you build church on who I am, it's unstoppable. And when you build your life on who Jesus is, when he's the foundation that you are putting the structures of your life upon, guess what? You're unstoppable too. I want to have an unstoppable faith and I want to be an unstoppable church. And as we looked at the last couple of weeks, that means having a heart like Jesus's heart. It means seeing things the way Jesus sees. We want to be built on who he is and and be unstoppable. I hope that's where you're at right now. I hope that's where, where you want to be. And, and today, if we're going to be unstoppable, we have to go. We can't just sit. We have to go. And so today's message is called, Gotta Go. Gotta Go. I gotta go right now. Like, not like that. Not like when you have to call your wife on the way home and be like, honey, clearly kids out of the way. I'm not gonna make it. Not like that kind of gotta go. Like, we gotta go do something right now. Have you ever had one of those moments where feeling moved turns into a movement? I mean, that's what this is supposed to be all about. Jesus showed up and, and to his disciples, some of his last words were like, you need to go into all the world and make disciples. This isn't just supposed to be about being inspired. I hope you're inspired when you watch these videos and hear these talks. I hope it stirs up something deep down in your heart. I, I hope you hear about Jesus and you're like, man, I need more. There's got to be more to life than this. I feel inspired. I got those goosebumps going on my arms. That music moved me. That message moved me. I mean, church should move you, but there has to be a moment that being moved turns into movement, or it's just wasted. You see, inspiration will fade with time. When life gets difficult, things aren't going to feel as exciting as they once were. They're not going to feel as, as, as awesome as they once were. And that's why this thing we feel in us, being moved because of who God is, being moved because of who he says we are, 
at some point in your life and in my life, it's got to turn into movement. That's where the beauty of walking out our faith is lived. It's in the movement. It's in the following like we talked about last week. It's an unstoppable following and being moved to serve others. It's a movement. And that movement makes our lives so much bigger than just us. They make our lives into legacies that play out into the lives of all kinds of people, some of whom we'll never meet. I'm so glad there was this group of people, these friends, who, who had, a, had an inkling that maybe Jesus could help out their one friend. The story is found in Luke chapter 5 and verses 17 through 26. It's a story of a paralyzed man who couldn't walk, and this paralyzed man was completely dependent upon people around him for support and his friends for support and the people that would help him get by day to day. I mean, talking about a grind, things don't change often and you're stuck in that every day looks the same, just so dependent upon other people helping me meet the most basic needs of life. This paralyzed man day in and day out as his friends watched, probably hopeless that anything would change probably feeling like this was going to be the way life always was until it's over. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe you feel like this is how it's always going to be. It's never going to be any better. Just waiting and hoping for somebody maybe to make a difference, but in, inside you're really thinking like, this is it. This, is, this has got to be it. This is, th- this is just how it's always going to be. But then there was this rumbling that started to happen in his town. There was this stirring around as Jesus had been in town and he had been teaching and people were talking about it, no doubt, as the crowds had gathered to follow him around. He had been doing miraculous things and healing the sick and words started to spill out into the streets. And as Jesus was in this town, it says that Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They, people had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. Then it says that some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him to the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the tiles in the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. This is an inspiring story. It's one of my favorite stories. His word got around that Jesus was doing some stuff. He was healing some people, and, and they're flocking to him from all over the place with all kinds of needs, just wanting to hear this one who taught differently, who taught with authority, who healed people, who did the unexpected, who could, they, they were coming from all over the place, and crowds are just gathering around Jesus, and Jesus is doing church. He's all up in a house, and, and there's so many people that they're like, packed in there like sardines. It's like a bunch of people on an elevator, right? Like there's not even room to breathe. You sneeze on somebody, everybody's got it. There ain't no social distancing going on in this episode. They're all jammed into this house as Jesus is teaching them. Man, I'm starting to sweat just thinking about it. I get uncomfortable in that situation even without a pandemic. All of you have social anxiety, you feel me right now. It's a claustrophobic 
mess of a church service going on in this house. It's so packed that people are out in the streets. And late to the party, these guys had heard that Jesus was in town and had figured out where he was. The Bible doesn't ever mention their names. And I'm so glad the Bible doesn't mention the name of the men who carried the mat and the it doesn't mention the name of the person on the mat because I can see myself in both those places. And maybe there's times you can see yourself in both those places too. We've all been on the mat, knocked down by life's difficulties, wrestling with the pains and the uncertainty, pains of a past that won't let us go, and wrestling with uncertainty about what tomorrow will look like. I mean, you and I, we've all felt that sting of hopelessness. We've all been knocked down on the mat of life thinking, is this all there is? But something was stirring. Maybe you can feel it right now. Something stirring. Something different is happening. There's a glimmer of hope where we just thought there was darkness as God starts to whisper something different to us. There's more, and you can find it in who I am and what I'll do with your life if you'll give it to me. I mean, the the rumblings were all around. He he can change your life. He, He healed this person. He healed that person. Did you get that? Like, did you hear what he said? He challenged the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. I mean, he's doing all, he's teaching right now in that house. And these friends, I don't know if it was just one of them or all of them. At some point, the rumblings, the rumors, they hit one of the friends of this paralyzed man. And this unnamed person gathered up the friends and they decided, this is our moment We got to go. There isn't help for him in any other stuff. Like we've tried everything. If we don't do something now, nothing is ever going to change for our friend. They loved their friend. And they were moved by the idea that everything could change if they could just get their friend to see this Jesus. It's a powerful moment. My friend Eddie Cole would call that a hinge moment. It's a moment that everything swings on. It's a moment that everything will swing on for us. What if, what if everything will change for the people we love who are desperately looking for hope if we can just get them in front of Jesus? So they did what they, could, what, they, what they knew to do. They just put him on the mat, they picked up his mat, and they started carrying him to the house. I wonder who built the mat. You ever wonder where the mat came from? I wonder where the mat came from. Was it his? Who, who had given that mat to them at one point or another? Maybe it was a, a, one of the friends who had it made so that he could be carried to the street where he could beg for food or so he could be moved around so he wasn't stuck in one place all the time. Who made the mat? I want to know who made the mat because I want to like high five them. I want to like fist bump them. Sometimes you can make a difference just by making a mat. They picked up the mat. And they start carrying the mat to this house where they had heard Jesus was. And as they get closer, they're starting to realize, oh man, we got a problem. Like, there's no room. There's no room. (laughs) 
There's no, there's no room. They look maybe around the corner, look in the door, peeking in some windows. They can't see it. All they see is this crowd of people. They can hear through the grumblings and the rumblings, you know, because people always be talking during the sermon, right? Like, they, they can hear, like, something's going on. They're looking in. Some dude's sleeping over there in that corner, dozing off, like, wants to be at church but doesn't really want to, you know, thinks it's a good nap time. Somebody over there is, like, talking to their friend, being all critical about what Jesus is saying. Like, I can't believe he said that. Are you kidding me? Like, then there's a bunch of people that are paying attention, and when they're looking around for space, they're not finding any space. There's nowhere for them to even and get him inside the room. They can't even get him through the door. They can't even get themselves through the door. This church is packed out. And so they look at the situation, and instead of just turning around and going home and saying, ah, maybe the time's not right. Maybe, maybe we should go back and try again tomorrow. Maybe Jesus will be doing this thing tomorrow, instead of turning around and going back, somebody has this crazy idea. We got to go now. Now's the right time. Now is always the right time to facilitate the connection of people we love with Jesus. Now's always the right time to take a step and go forward to serve and love others. Now's always the time, the right time to put yourself out there. Now's always the right time to risk yourself for the sake of spreading hope and light and the gospel. Now's always the right time. I'm so glad they didn't turn around, these nameless guys. They just picked up their friend and they're like, we got to get him to the roof. We got to go now they climb up on the roof i mean i could imagine some people being like did you hear that man that's so annoying what's going on on the roof these roofs were like two feet made of packed mud and branches and they would take all this clay and they would compact these things and dry it over time and so you'd have this like two foot thick roof made out of mud and sticks and branches all rock hardened in the sun and they get up there, so you know just walking across it like there's some dirt falling down on the people at church. They get up on this roof and they figure out about where Jesus is in relation to the room. And then all of a sudden they decided that they were going to pop a hole in the roof to let their friend down on the mat right in front of Jesus. I can imagine the scene as people are a little disturbed, you know, don't mess with church. This is our little church leave us stay out of here don't disturb us you know like and the dust starts falling down on them and uh they're like super annoyed it's nothing will annoy somebody like a little discomfort they're they're all of a sudden then they hear some scraping like that's an i want to hear jesus like i don't want to hear scraping as the, as the guys on the roof they're like i don't know using their hands or using sticks i don't, I don't know if somebody threw them a shovel they probably didn't even have a shovel they are just doing whatever it takes, whatever it takes to dig a hole through a roof so that their friend can be in front of Jesus. Because maybe, they don't even know for sure, maybe if they get their friend in front of Jesus, everything will change. 
So they start digging this hole, and people below are probably mad. There's probably people cursing down there. You know, church people curse too sometimes. Like they're, they're probably like all, all upset. The Pharisees are probably judging like everybody, and like this is, this is what happens when you invite these messy people to the party. This is what, I, we knew this was right. Jesus should only have the right people, the righteous people around him. This is what happens. They're getting all mad and disturbed. Maybe they're even yelling up at them like, hey man, what are you doing? We're trying to listen to Jesus. And they just keep digging whatever it takes, whatever it takes. And then finally they break through the roof. However they rigged it up, they let down on top of all of these people this mat with their friend on it in front of Jesus. And Jesus, it says, he looks at their faith. He sees their faith. And then he looks at the paralyzed friend. And he says, your sins are forgiven. Now make no mistake. Jesus would not have forgiven him his sins if he didn't express faith. Without faith, there is no forgiveness of sins. But the point of this statement, I believe in this passage, it says when he saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiving. forgiven, is that our faith moves God's heart. When we live it out, when we got to go forward in faith, it moves God's heart. Like it's time we shake it up a little bit. It's too comfortable sometimes. We all get stuck here listening to the message and getting inspired and goosebumps on a Sunday and then go back and live in our lives all week and then get some more goosebumps on Sunday and hit recycle and repeat over and over and over again, this is so much more than just some inspiration. This is supposed to be a movement. And the movement of God's people, when they step out in faith, when they say, now's the time we got to go. Now's the time I got to do something. Now's the time I see my friend and I need to facilitate a connection between him and Jesus. I don't know if it's going to work, but now's the time. I'm not going back word. I'm going forward. When we step out in faith and say, now I gotta go, it moves the heart of God because we are following his mission for us, his last words on earth to us. You got to go. You gotta go. Maybe you've been comfortable sitting on the sidelines feeling the inspiration and the love. There's times in your life where you just got to soak it in because you've been beat up. But we got to go too. As a church, we got we to gotta go. And, and I want to be a movement. Maybe they'll never know your name. Maybe they'll never know your name Maybe they'll never even know the impact you had. Maybe they'll never know how you served. Maybe they'll never know how you gave. Maybe they'll never know how you supported. Maybe they'll never know how you used your gifts to serve Jesus and in doing so to serve this church and this community. Maybe they'll never know your name. But they will feel your impact. I want to be a movement of people. Nameless. 
an unstoppable movement of people who say, you know what, this isn't just about being inspired. This is about following Jesus on the mission he's given us to go. So we got to go. Now's the right time. Maybe you're thinking about this and you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I can't preach. I can't do this. That's so much, such a small part of the whole deal. Like, number one, just be a nameless person who serves others in love. This is where it's supposed to start. Right here in this church community, online, wherever you're watching this, in our community around us, this is where it's supposed to start. Be a nameless person who's not in it for the credit or the glory, just wants to show and use what God's given us for Him and His kingdom, for the expansion and the movement of it. Be a nameless person who's committed to the growth and movement of God's kingdom outside the walls we sit in today. Second, build mats. Like, build some mats. I want, I want to build mats. I don't know what they look like. I don't know how to do it. I know one day we build mats. I know, like, we go out there and we serve together. We're just building mats. We're not, like, you know, we're just going out and putting some real practical help for people to get by, serving them, loving them, feeding them, helping them where they're at. Just build a mat wherever you are. Use your gifts to provide practical help for people around you who could use a little help. Join us as we build mats. Whatever it takes, it's time to go. It's time to go. And we are committed as a church to going and following Jesus. We're going to shake it up. We're going to shake it up always in here. We're going to shake it up in our towns, in our community, in Schuylkill County. We're going to shake it up. And the result is going to be hope and the good news of who Jesus is is going to spread. And lives are going to be changed. Sometimes we just got to go, and so we're going to build mats, and some of our mats, they look like programs, like one day and serving people in our community. Some of our mats, they look like gifts of grace as a church, which is this fund we have to provide real, practical, and immediate help for people that we love in our community who need a little extra hand to get by, a little extra help to get them off the ground and up and running again. We, we, have, we, we have mats like Gifts of Grace. We have mats like, like our, our, some of our groups, like Grief Share, to help people kind of get reconnected after losing someone they love with. And now we're building a really big mat. And a really big mat is going to be found in Tremont, Pennsylvania, where we're going to put a location uh, of this church multiplying Everything that we love about this place in a, in a spot in Tremont where we can reach all of the local communities of that northern, western part of our county, like Branchdale, and there's some, there's some places up in there. I don't know, is there a cult? I don't know, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to name them, but you know what I'm saying. Like, we're going to build a really big mat together. In fact, we've already started to build that mat. Whatever it takes, now's the right time. After all, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, as he was real, realigning what we call the Sermon on the Mount, he was realigning 
what this is all about, kind of teaching this, this amazing pas- passage. He says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It's no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. After all, we are the salt and the light. The life-preserving force that God has left on this planet to spread life and to spread light and hope through how we live. We got to go. And now's the time, whatever it takes. Jesus went through all the towns and all the villages teaching in the synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, and we're praying that God moves us to be the workers. We want to be the workers. We are praying that God brings us people who are believing with us, who have the shared faith with us, who have given their lives to Jesus like us. We are praying for those people to join us on mission as we step out because we got to go. And now is always the right time to step out in faith and show his love in practical ways to people around them by serving them, by being a church that multiplies into our future. Now is always the right time. We got to go shake it up for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of the gospel. Your legacy can make an impact that lasts through eternity as you join us on mission to help people see the hope that they can have in Jesus. We got to go. And you are the salt and the light. I am the salt and the light. We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go. We're going to pray that God overcomes us with, with, his, with the needs of the people around us, that he fills us so that we overflow with the good news of who he is, that he brings us people to join us on this mission as we step forward, people to serve in kids' ministry and people to serve in new church plants and people to serve in locations as we look towards the future and look at where we can put locations in the future and people to use their gifts to make a real practical and big difference in the lives of people around us. We're going to pray for God to help us see people with his eyes. We're going to say, here we are. We'll go. Now's the time. Would you join us as we become an unstoppable movement? As we become a church that isn't just about doing cool church and getting some goosebumps once in a while, being, being moved in our 
soul, but that we are a church as we, that follows Jesus' command to just go. Make disciples, like multiply yourself and multiply hope and multiply life wherever you go, in every place you go. Would you join us on our mission as we move forward? This next year is going to be amazing. There's some big things happening. We're going to put a location in Tremont, Pennsylvania. It'll be our first of what I'm believing are many locations that we have throughout our county so because we are for Jesus and we are for Schuylkill County and we are for your friends and family that, that don't go to church. And you may say, well, aren't there plenty of churches? That, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. There's never enough. There's never enough. Maybe you're sitting here and you're like, I don't know about this whole church thing. Maybe, maybe for you the challenge is just simple. It's time, it's time for you to take what you feel moving inside of you and to put some practical steps to it, to take movement and put it into motion, to take feeling moved and make it into a movement. It's time for you maybe to just go from the sidelines to get in the game, exploring faith and living it out as you go. We're with you. Whoever you are, whatever life looks like, we're with you. Wherever you are in life, even if you're skeptical of this whole thing, please know that we are for you and God is for you too. Let's pray. God, thank you so much. Help us to be a church that constantly is following you forward, that, that follows your last command to your church while you were on earth, which is to go and to make disciples. We want to be that kind of church. We want to be a church that constantly is leaving the comfort of our own gatherings to make a difference. Help us to shake it up for the kingdom. Help us to make a big impact. Help us to be the nameless movement of people who, who, who people may not know our names. They may not know what's changed or how it's changed, but they will give glory to you because they were once lost, but now, they see, now they're found. They, they couldn't see, but now they see. Help us to build mats with the resources we have, with what you've given us. Help us to build mats. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.